Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Oh my goodness, Kathleen. Sup. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome, back <laughs> Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. This is the podcast where we celebrate all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. That's right. Um, and, and everyone who makes it possible, yep, right? All the glamour right. makers, as it were. Um, so, how are you doing, Kathleen? I'm doing really good. How about you? Living good living that hashtag quarantine life oh yeah 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 doing the best that i can while still maintaining some semblance of normality yeah right yeah Yeah. exactly totally yeah that's good hollywood you've been out and about though i did well yes we've been um we've been sort of trying to find a way to go out and about but also like wear masks and not touch anything so mm-hmm. um, and also stay away from people because that's the thing is I live in a fairly populated neighborhood so it's like when you go want to go take walks you're like I just get what the get out of my way <laughs> it's a lot of so, dodging <laughs> right there's a lot of dodging so we ended up um, at some point like last weekend we we ended up driving out to another a much smaller town and and there was no one around and we just like got out and walked around and and like I said didn't touch anything but we wore masks and just to get have like a nice walk somewhere because we're we're more like town people not really like hike in the forest people so we just want to like you know and also just walking around looking at houses is cool too so yeah, we were just but fun. being in a neighborhood that just didn't have a bunch of people walking around was kind of good so no. I, I don't know if that's breaking the rules. I hope it's not because I don't think you know, so. As long as you're like, it's about like get it. It's about like just not like lingering in places. Right, with a whole right, bunch of and that's exactly what we tried to do. And so, anyway, just not to humble brag, but sort of a brag. We did go to Palm Springs these last couple of days because I live about nice. half an hour away or hour and a half away. Sorry, I wish I was a half an hour. Away. <laughs> I'm like, why am I living here? <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it was I live about uh, ninety minutes away. Um, and so we were able to go and also to, we were trying to take advantage of the fact that it is not a million degrees yet. Not that we don't right. love a million degrees, but when you don't have a place to go to kind of cool off and sort of take breaks right. or a pool, um, you really kind of, oh, and also a, a plethora of public restrooms, you need to plan accordingly. So, yeah. um, but kudos to Palm Springs. They actually had some like rather nice porta potties out in the downtown area oh. for like people to um, use. And uh, so that, you know, cause just knowing people are going to have to go out and take walks and walk around. But it was a complete ghost town. Um, it wow. was super, super quiet. Um, and yeah, it was just various couples with masks on um, walking around, huh. which everybody was super into wearing their masks. Even like the homeless people we saw had like masks and covers. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm convinced it's magic is real because Bob Spring exists. <laughs> so <laughs> also, so we saw DeLorean at random and it wasn't like a fancy one. It was like a random like 
<laughs> gotta get back in time like dusty one <laughs> just randomly driving around we're like yes <laughs> nice. so but yeah we didn't touch anything we we wore masks and then i brought like sort of like a hand washing kit which consisted oh, nice. of like a jug of water and towels and soap so we could like wash our hands and faces highly recommend if you're going to do anything mm-hmm. because that way you're just you don't feel stuck and let's face it like a lot of us don't have like hand wipes and all the fancy yeah. you can't get any of that so you know just try to just do that and stay clean or bring like several masks so that when you get sweaty you can put another one on because let's face it anytime it's over 75 i'm like this should be sweating <laughs> my yeah. whole face is so sweaty oh my god <laughs> so and then you can't breathe through them as well and i realized that the hard way i was like i don't feel so good i'm like i think my mask fits too good <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm you're like i'm getting oddly woozy i was i was getting woozy because i was like you know i'm walking walking along it's freaking hot which is fine but i got the mask on which fits really well and then i'm talking to mike and i'm just like well i'm really short of <laughs> like well you need to shut the fuck up or i take the mask off one or the other <laughs> so yeah. since the mask can't come off <laughs> so anyway yeah it was fun times anyway that's my favorite thing about (laughs) this is my favorite thing about seeing all these masks being made there's like i've seen people make masks out of like patent leather and vinyl and sequin material and i'm just like you guys know that that's plastic right you're basically sticking a plastic bag over your face also it lives the longest on uh non-pore on surfaces on like plastic surfaces so like anything synthetic is like uh, not good um you should want to use naturals and also you need to breathe like you can't you You can only use so many layers and you know if it's like yeah you know i know with like making the homemade masks it's like everybody's kind of finding ways to tweak them and make them kind of like cup Mm -hmm. your face or fit better or whatnot and especially now that there's like no elastic so it's like how can we you know do with ties but you know remember you can almost do it a little too good sort of like when you make a yurt but you don't make enough air holes (laughs) (laughs) it's too good okay well the thing is it's not like you stories well it's like you have the you have the plastic the the pad leather vinyl ones it's like you know the air is going to be coming from the sides not through the fabric so i mean it probably looks cool and you know it feels very like you know mortal Kombat. but you know that's the thing if you make this super sculpty one like where are you going to get air like you know technical designer here i'm just saying like you want them to fit close to the face so that you don't get stuck you know corona flung in there but at the same time you need to be able to breathe through them and Mm. and i mean even the cdc is like yeah they're just like these need to be breathable masks that's why we make them in that weird ass waffle not quite paper not quite fabric so um (laughs) anyway this has been math talk where are we here yeah hollywood (laughs) good times stay safe Um, out there y'all i haven't really been doing much of anything just walking around a whole bunch um you know yep going grocery shopping as little as possible and yeah exactly Oh my god! I've been sequining a whole bunch, so I've been making a lot of headway on my nice. project, sequin project. So that's good, you know. Um, ho- just hoping for brighter days. The weather's been so nice, so it's oh, like that's really kind of like it's. You're just like out, and it's like you want to be outside as much as possible. But yeah. it's like again, it's like you gotta, you know, duck and duck and like know, dodge right? people. It's that's like the thing ah. is when you live in a place yeah. where you know everybody else is doing that, and I feel like I live in a place where also I'm like most of these people would probably be at a health club or a gym anyway, and now you've got to slum it and jog with all the pores. So like <laughs> I get it. So now you're out like spreading your. You're you're huffing and puffing because you're not wearing masks when you're jogging. So right. anyway, yeah. I'm 
just saying. I want to go somewhere else. Yes. (laughs) I hear you. Um, Yeah. So just took it easy this weekend a little bit, you know, that sort of stuff. But that's what I've been doing. Um, But we are actually here to talk about a movie. Aren't we? Yes, we are. And I'm We're so here t- glad you picked this one. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So good. I saw this one on the old TCM app, and I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that we need a little bit of a swashbuckling escapism, like fairy tale almost. Almost Oh, yeah. Like a, non, a non-ironic, straightforward telling of people doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's exactly. great. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the movie we're here to talk about is The Adventures of Robin Hood from 1938. Hey. Yes. So this is a Warner, Warner Brothers picture. Um, it's directed by Mr. Michael Curtiz, mm-hmm. who um, directed our, you know, our wonderful film, Captain Blood, which we just can't get enough of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, reprising his wig in this role is going to be Errol Flynn, Rock uh-huh. the Bangs. Um, he plays um, Robin Hood. Uh, Olivia de Havilland plays Maid Marian. You got Basil Rathmabone as Sir Guy of Gisborne. Claude Rains um, as Prince John. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Patrick Knowles as Will Scarlet. Eugene P- um, Payette or Paylette as uh, Friar Tuck. Um, Alan Hale as Little John. And then we also have Ian Hunter plays King Richard the Lionheart. Um, and the costumes of this movie are done by Mr. Milo Anderson, hey. who is, um, you know, y- your Warner Brothers boy. So mm-hmm. he did Footlight Parade, and I believe he also did Captain Blood as well. Yes. So these are a um, long ass time. <laughs> yes. So Kathleen, what is your history with um, with the Adventures of Robin Hood? Oh well, thanks for asking. <laughs> this is another one of those movies that I I remember watching. Probably my earliest memories of watching mo- movies. Um, oh, I think really? this was in my parents' collection of VHS movies that they. So my parents, as as frugal as we were, we had two VCRs. And my parents back in the early, I want to say late 70s, early 80s, were subscribed to a, it was like a catalog of of movies that was like a movie share, it was like a movie share catalog. I know it's, I, it sounds weird. Like a mail order video store? It was like a mail order video store where you would, you huh. could basically, um, and it was, it was, there was a, it was a handwritten catalog of all oh these my. old movies that you would get sent a tape, you would copy it and then send the tape back or send the tape like forward to somebody else. I swear huh. to God, I'm not making this up. This was a thing. Uh, yeah, so this was part of like a bootleg collection of my parents and my mom was a huge Claude Rains fan. Uh, she was in, doing um, some research and stuff and at one point even wanted to write a, a biography on him. This was, oh, cool. I guess, like an early hobby of hers that I would love to revisit at some point hmm. about her but uh anyway so that's how i know this movie and also probably was my early um pr- probably realized uh, like i like i kind of told you in a text i never really wanted to be a princess i always wanted to be made marion i yes. love this story so much i highly recommend this movie if you have kids it is such a great because it's told in such a straightforward way and it's in this vivid technicolor oh yeah it's it's so easy for kids to understand it's such a great movie about right and wrong there's nothing inappropriate i personally feel but it, it's great and then uh but yeah i'm not gonna lie i kind of have like a robin Hood fetish and i think it's because of this movie <laughs> and uh also full disclosure i love love the disney version of this so much but yes. i and he's my favorite robin hood 
uh, whatever. I don't know how to unpack that, but like Wait, I the love the fox or Errol Flynn. Uh, the fox. So <laughs> <laughs> no, this is no Kathleen. Yeah. Don't worry, you're not alone with that. Um, there is a whole, there's yeah. a whole sexualization of the fox. Well, Robin you know, Hood. People it's are like, like innocent. Like I want you to know, like it's uh-huh. such a thing. But like I, yeah. But I love, I love Maid Marian. I love who, like her, her representation. I always kind of felt like. I, and I love I love the story of it, how it's like this um, people doing the right thing and sort mm-hmm. of like the formation of family regardless of blood, because, you know, a lot of that is like this whole like, you know, it's like family is really a circle of friends that love you. And I think that that is what like the story of the adventures of Robin Hood really tells, because it's this mm-hmm. like the idea of this like you know, motley band of people that come together and they're all there to do the right thing and they all really care about each other and they come from different backgrounds and that's how the story ends. It's like they are they are creating this sort of new society in a way of just, you know, uh, it's, it's cool. It's like, I don't know. I really loved it. I loved it as a kid and I love it now. And I remember when I was really young, um, uh, I guess I was a preteen was when the Kevin Costner uh, at um, Robin Hood came out mm-hmm. with uh, Christian Slater who I'm played Will Scarlet. Okay, baby. never looked so <laughs> handsome. Never looked so handsome in that. <laughs> anyway, so, but that was also, that was hugely, I can't tell you how hugely popular that movie was. Oh my God, um, that movie was iconic. So popular, you guys, when that came out. It was just, I remember seeing that many, many, many times in the dollar cinema. Oh, and I had the biggest, like, I think it's not just a crush on like the actors I think I always like the characters themselves you know mm. I love like you know Robin Hood and Will Scarlet and um, you know Little John and um, Friar Tuck and you know I just I love all of them and I like all the different roles that they play and how you know they're all sort of tested and they come together and Marion too and how she's ride or die and it's and she's smart and she's given this smart role and and is all about doing the right thing as well and it's just mm-hmm. great it's just fucking good and it's probably my, even though it's not a fairy tale, it's probably my favorite fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has that it's quality. So and yeah. It really fable, does have that quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like I'll watch any, it's sort of like Cinderella. I'll watch any sort of version of that. That being said, how much, and I also really, really, really love Robin Hood men in tights. Also, oh my God. Yeah. Harry always never looks so handsome. <laughs> so yes. I'm sorry, but like, I know everybody loves him in Princess Bride, but I'll take him in men and tights any fucking day, <laughs> any day you had me at funny, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Cause then you had to go ruin it and play fucking Ted Bundy. But I'm just saying before that, before that you were Robin Hood and you were beautiful. <laughs> I just going to say oh that. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling some sorts of ways about Carrie. Yes. Ellis. Anyway, Jesus. I'm sorry. What was your, what was your, um, my, so this was actually my very first time watching this movie. So I'm, very, yeah, girl. Oh I'm like, this movie was quite the movie. I oh had wow. never seen it before. And, um, you know, it was something that I was, I saw it on, like I said, I saw it on the TCM app and I was just like, well, we should probably, I was like, this one i know that this one is like one of your like yeah you loves you love this movie um so i was just like we should since it's on i was like let's do it let's no better time i say nice. um and so yeah i watched it and i was just like damn they really pulled out all the stops on this mm-hmm. movie and then i also was like damn disney done just shot for shot remake of this movie yeah, thank you yes <laughs> like, so <laughs> similar i was like i not that i'm like you know it's you know the source material is pretty you know has been around for such a long time 
time, but I well, was let's face like, it, we can geez. say the same thing about fairy tale theater. I'm looking at yeah. you, Aladdin. Okay, the <laughs> lamp, dude, the lamp. It's their lamp. It's the fairy tale theater lamp. Called it. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like conspiracy theory. Me thinks not. Um, yeah, and you so weren't the I first was... one to do the chandeliers in the hands. Okay, <laughs> well, you weren't the first. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I was like, I was actually, it was, it's a really beautiful version on TCM too. So I didn't know if like, um, so I'm imagining that all of the, print, hopefully all the prints are that good, but it was just really so vivid and beautifully mm-hmm. done. And like they did, they really did a bang up job, like making this movie like back in the day. I was just like, holy shit. Like the fact that like Robin Hood's like outfit was the like, green and they, they really kind of set the tone for like every other Robin Hood to come every after other- it. I think one. especially like yep. the car like the car specifically the cartoon one which was sort of like children's canon nowadays and like I know that that one was the one that I had seen first because mm-hmm. you know I was a Disney household and we just you know every fucking Disney plastic clamshell movie that came out we <laughs> fucking bought every single one whatever of them. you know what they got us through our difficult childhoods and for that yes. I thank them I thank them greatly yes um <laughs> so um, so that, yeah, so I think that was like really heavily, definitely heavily influenced. So I think that that was, you know, so, and this one was just like Milo Anderson was just full scale, like just I, queening out all like, over this place. Like the costumes are so, so lush and luxurious. It's nuts. And they used every inch of available green suede for this for I the me- and it. green tights <laughs> for all of the merry men. I was just like, yes, please. They, they were doing it up. I love it. I know. And three and words: glad- gold, lame, wimple. Logistically, yes. would never fucking wear. That would be a nightmare fuel wearing that at a ren fair. Actually, today and like say the heat. But you know what? Of she course, looks fucking yes. good. She looks. She looks so good. Everything that she wore was looked really, really she good. Amazing. Like <laughs> she did look amazing. Um, but uh, I did want to say too is like they really took. Um, they really took risks too with the way that they dressed Maid Marian because mm-hmm. like she was a huge, you know, she was a fairly big star on the rise and stuff like that. And to do period accurate wimp wimples like that or not, like not I the most it. attractive looking. It's not like the most, especially for 1939 too. It's like, that's not the most like contemporarily, you know, attractive looking headgear for that time and that's probably why they ended up having to doing that scene where she didn't have it on and she had like the full giant fairy tale braids on like you um, know so that she could amazing. go that's amazing and yes. you know first of all thank you for bringing that up because I just want to say in all the other adaptations except for of course the Disney one mm-hmm. um, she that is exactly I, I was hoping we're doing it way sooner than I thought we would we would talk about Maid Marian's hair because oh, yeah that, let's do it like yeah yeah because honestly I love that and I, I love that you brought that up because the mm-hmm. fact that they they did like you said they went there they took all that out they didn't give her beachy waves she didn't have that long hair and it made it's sense the Mary it was actually, Stewart Master Antonio look oh my from- god dude dude yeah it's like they always I like the, the joke about beachy waves they gave her like a full on like 1989 spiral perm with mm-hmm. more extensions than that one yes. and it's so like it's so annoying even it's like well that's not historically and I know we try not to be all like bark about that shit but you know what it makes a huge when you're doing Mm -hmm. this era it makes a huge fucking difference and what a perfect example of like I 
I'm sure it's like director's choice and we get it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Thanks a fuck ton, Kevin Costner. We get it. You <laughs> love her fucking big hair. And I love how Mel Brooks, I love how Mel Brooks totally aped that. Everything yeah. else he did was pretty much almost shot for shot, Warner Brothers style. But the one thing he did was he made his little dithering Maid Marian with her big old ridiculous long red hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. And she's like, oh, Robin. And it's so amazing how absurd she is. Anyway. But yes, yeah. I love that because uh, they did. They they went ahead and they 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 suited her up in the wimple, and of course, as a fucking gold lamay wimple with like a gold crown, which you know, again, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, if you're but, gonna do it, and do it they right. Gave her that gorgeous, almost like um, Esther Williams style makeup, where it's got that gorgeous, perfectly placed blush and the perfect eyebrows, and that just she's got the full red lip and the just beautiful face. But mm-hmm. it really works. I think that um, they did a really good job with like. Uh, get capturing the right silhouette with the drape of the the fabrics and everything it's like they mm-hmm. were trying to do like a living tapestry even with the yeah. vibrancy of the colors and i and i think that's what they did they so definitely much. has that vibe i love that you said yes. love it living tapestry because that's really the mm-hmm. vibe that they, this movie has it has a very kind of like illuminated script sort of thing because they yes. you know this was 11 11 the 1100s and um <laughs> the they were you know the crusadishness uh, of it all the, yes exactly so it was all like gold leafing in the bibles and stuff yes, you know yes. and all this and like scrolly lions and all that shit you know long and, hands pointing uh, uh, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> a gathering of priests pointing at a dead body and you know those sort of drawings of stuff a volley of arrows at once yes <laughs> and they i think they did really kind of leaned in on that with the yes, with the production yeah. design in this movie and it's the costumes as well because maid marian's costumes yes are not period accurate and that's that's fine because it's 1939 and you know they're not going mm-hmm. to go and fully research what the what people were wearing in the 1100s and um you know so it was it's but they really i think i think i'm commending them for p- putting her in something that would have been deemed kind of odd to wear in that time pe- in like the 1930s because they right, were, right. it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing but they made a choice to be like okay let's make her look true to the period so that it gives mm-hmm. it even more of a fairy tale vibe i think yep. that that's what's really kind of interesting on that and then you know of course they did do fan service for her when she had her hair out for that one scene where she was like full you know full it was Rapunzel totally like Bruce, romeo you know? and juliet i exactly, love that though yeah. there was like her little balcony scene and it was really yes, cute and, and exactly. i did i love her maid who uh, oh my again, god her that maid very romeo oh, and juliet thing where she even a sh- Oh, I she's, didn't give sorry. her a shout out. I have <laughs> yeah. to find her name. Jeepers. She um, she steals the show quite a bit. She she's totally she Thelma Ritter's that shit up and down. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Una O'Connor. So Una O'Connor That's played right. Bess, who is her handmaiden, and she was. I loved her. Loved she had that her. perfect character actress voice. The oh, like with the like the lot the <laughs> shrill, shrieky voice. She was the so best. good, and yet so also totally DTF. Like she was yes. straight up. Like she's like you've never had a sweetheart before. You do now. She was and, the. But I love her too because there's also like she even refers to to Marion as my baby, you know. Yes, so which I yes. really love that too because that that again that reminds me of Romeo and Juliet and that true again trying to true to history where often the nurses were more. Um, I mean, they would literally nurse these kids. Right, themselves. wet nurses like, they and were, such, yeah. They, they were, were like, more of a mom, like maternal to them. That was like their baby. And so I love that there was those like, little hints of things that, that are actually kind of like 
you're fast and loose, but you got me there, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, best. like capturing the silhouettes, though, even with her, and she's got those really fitted wimples, um, and, and just, uh, it, it was it was great. It, like, yes. and everybody was really good, and uh, I loved it. I love this movie so much. It's, I know. It's so, and the, the music is so, it's the uh, definition of cinematic. And um, I think this is sort it's of so the... It's so comforting to have on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> this one, they, they did win, uh, they did win an Oscar of for the score in this movie. Movie, of course, and I think this movie actually did a really good job of pushing, pushing um, sound, sound and music um, forward in movies mm-hmm. too, because the grandiosity of this music and stuff. And they didn't really they it before movies before this, you'd see a lot of like fight scenes or other scenes yep. like that that wouldn't have any music or even like any sort. Of, so the the sw- having those music swelling during the fight scenes really kind of like mm-hmm. did you know was helped push that forward because if you watch a lot of old movies you'll notice that there's like fight scenes that have no music and you're just like what am I watching? It's hard. It's like, I think it's funny because I always equate this. I first noticed it in the movie River of No Return with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, There's yeah. a fight scene. There's a fight scene and the guys are literally fighting and they're the, the sound effects are going and it's like the punching noises and stuff, but there's no music. So it's like the probably the least exciting fist fight you'll ever see in movies. Hmm. And I'm just like, huh, music really helps. That's the choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, hmm, okay, I guess someone was asleep at the helm on that one but um anywho i just think that's interesting um i do want to say that um so if you pay attention to maid marianne's costumes though um whoever was doing the costumes because they she has like the perf most perfectly sculpted sleeves in these movie which like it's got the (laughs) most perfect like shoulder pad and sleeve head like it's the most sculpted (laughs) sleeve you'll ever see in your life and you're just like I don't think they did that in medieval times. But, no, no, know, no. Like... They, they, they're strictly, she's, it's like this, those costumes are such a perfect example of how they are strictly trying to capture like silhouette only. Yes. Silhouette only. And then they're with, with the, the fabrics and, mm-hmm. and the cut and the seams, it's like they're not doing it. Um, it's like because again like I, I always think of that that wonderful shot where they sort of are like putting her on trial and it's like the they start oh, yeah. off with they're very small and they zoom in and it's literally it looks like they're zooming in onto a tapestry but it, like from a distance again it's that theatrical quality from a yeah. distance you're like that looks accurate you know but then you mm-hmm. zoom in and you're like where's her sleeve where's her armhole you know what I mean right, but like yeah. you're right like there's no and again everything's just so perfect on her but I know that um Uh, I've read not necessarily about her, but I know like with like Veronica Lake and other gals when they these dresses that we see them that uh, them on. I mean, they were stitched into them. These these bitches were tight. So I would not be surprised if this was something that, you know, in order like for her, they had to stitch her in just to make sure it was perfect every time. Um, I mean, you have to see some there's I've noticed, too, there's actually like really good. This is a really good movie to watch, too, because like I think because they they didn't have stretch material, stretch fabric material and they knew they couldn't dart her up to craziness because it was the medieval times and they didn't have that kind of like like patterning work so what Milo Anderson did a really good job of his heat you notice across the stomach is on the straight grain and then the actual across the bosom is all bias cut so every single gown you'll notice especially the first one that she has Mm -hmm. which is an amazing gown I mean the pattern but all of that like she also has that like kind of like folkloric floral print that's like um, and it's all like gold lurex in there 
there and I'm just I saw she that was like it's when she came telling. on screen I was just beautiful. like holy shit she yep. looks amazing but you'll notice that the waist is on the straight grain and then mm-hmm. the bust is on the bias to give it stretch to allow to you know for her bosoms mm-hmm. so that she you know because that's what they pay her for for to be there is to like you know show the girls off but it's that being uh, said her whole wardrobe is extremely chaste I mean yes, literally yes. a wimple guys so yes. like you literally see face and hands face yeah, and hands, everything is covered but I think that they did an amazing job of like really fitting those with the oh, kind please. of trying yeah. to emulate the silhouette of the time like you were saying mm-hmm. but clearly not employing like actual <laughs> you gotta clap that beer girl sorry <laughs> don't apologize <laughs> you gotta stay hydrated <laughs> It's um, funny you say that. I've been drinking water though. I just I just drank a whole bunch of water before this. I'm trying to weave it in. Weave sure. that Coors Light in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oof, classy. But yeah, I think that the, the I think the, I think Milo Anderson's my, my new boy because like he clearly oh, designs yeah. historical stuff but also designs it to be like I want it to be pretty. Like I which I'm like me too, girl. Me too. And, and also, again, there's really great storytelling. Like, the moment she comes on, you know who this girl is. You, mm-hmm. know, who, you know who Robin Hood is. You know who Fra- You know who all these people are. Like, even before they open their mouths. Like, everything is, it's so, it's so theatrical in yes. that way of just, like, establishing everything very graphically. Again, unironically, straightforward, in a, in a very pure way of just establishing who these characters are. Um, through their clothes and um, and and yeah and like like I was saying even just like Claude Rains and Basil Rathbone have the most amazing like oh, I guess like God. doublets and these like um, hoods that have the little like um, look scallops on them and the points mm-hmm. and uh, like that one that one kind of like white on white number <laughs> is really amazing <laughs> I just oh uh, my it's, God. it's so good so. yeah Basil Rathbone or actually um, Claude Rains's costumes are actually really he, quite he gorgeous fantastic in costumes like, yeah okay yeah and uh, I mean the wig work that he was doing with this I he completely you know, like I didn't even recognize him at first because I was like, girl, he's hiding under that wig for well, real. And, but you, you look at those weird, freaky pictures of the ca- tapestries. They are. They, they, they all have that weird little page boy. So you're like, okay, it's weird. But then you go look at it. You're like, ooh, I nailed it. <laughs> I did, Yes. But I also love that like they put um, that um, Errol Flynn was like, yeah, I'll wear the wig again because Captain Blood did really well. And, um, yep. you know, and Claude Rains is like, sure. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'll do the wig. And then Basil Rathbone's like, no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, look at me. I'm I know, fucking I was gorgeous. Say, look at like me, I am not wearing some silly ass wig. Okay. <laughs> you got me fencing. Yes. You got me in tights. This is as he's good like, as it gets. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be the straight up eye candy in this movie. Okay. And, and I'm not wearing a goofy is. ass wig. Oh, Woo, girl. Like, you know, I that, and again, that's another thing, too. Even that character, he's always, it's like, remember Alan Rickman played him in mm-hmm. the, um, again, very conflicting because you're like, I need to hate you, but mm, you're also Alan Rickman. So. I know. Yeah. But you see those, you see, because he's like, talking he's, about yeah. hot, like he, the, uh, the, epi- the epitome of yep. hot villain. Like, yeah, he, you just like, woo, girl, exactly. like, my, yeah. my panties. I, I got to throw these away. <laughs> also, it's like that whole thing of like, you know, who would you rather be? And it's like, mm, I kind of want to be the villain in this one because he's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. Yes. Totes, totes hot. Um, so we didn't, when we first did a Milo Anderson movie, 
we didn't really talk too much about his background very much. So I was um, reading up in our in our encyclopedia of costume designers. I don't know um, if you've known this about him, um, but uh, he actually was um, he started working in the industry before he even graduated high school. Yeah, boy, Milo Anderson. So apparently, um, let me do, 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 do. So he was like, um, he began studying costume design informally on his own for, um, in high school because he, basically because, um, costume design they had costume design classes in the school but he didn't take them because they were deemed for girls so uh, he, well, you know he was like yeah. low-key on the side doing it um and then so anderson's first uh, so i'm quoting from the book um which let me shout the book up creating the illusion um by jay jorgensen and donald um scoggins Uh, So um, Anderson's first encounter with Hollywood's film industry had nothing to do with costume design. He had a high school boyfriend uh, (laughs) (laughs) who also caught the eye of MGM designer Adrian Scandal. Um, The young man ultimately preferred Anderson's affection, which did nothing to endear Adrian to Anderson. Nonetheless, when Coco Chanel's arrangement um, with Samuel Goldman began to unravel during The Greeks Had a Word for Them, um, and MGM refused to allow Adrian to finish the movie, Adrian recommended Anderson to Goldwyn as a joke. I mean, patty as fuck, right? Wow. Though he um, likely expected the inexperienced Anderson to fail, the joke was ultimately on Adrian. Goldwyn took his recommendation and the young man and his sketches seriously. At 17, Anderson finished The Greeks Had a Word for Them and then designed all the costumes for Eddie Cantor and The Kid from Spain in 1932. Anderson's first foray into dressmaking so impressed Goldwyn that he offered Anderson a two-year contract and screen credit. At 17... Anderson dropped out of high school and permanently entered the working world. I mean, get out of town. So he was so young when he did Robin Hood then. So if he was 17 in 32, yeah. So 30. Like 24, 25 maybe? No, 38. This is only six years later. So he would have been 22. 22, 23. Oh my God. I mean, get out of here. So yeah. So Honestly, he was... no, that makes a lot of sense why these, I mean, he's, he's looking at him almost with a childlike eye. I mean, this yeah. is great. Like very I mean, and that's book. really, storybook yeah, I think a great way to say it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very storybook. And I think that that's really cool because he ended up. So after, so he was designing at MGM, um, with screen credit next, uh, alongside Adrian, um, in 32 and 33. And then, um, Oh, he was designing under Adrian, sorry, um, uh, for, you know, 32 and 33 before yeah. he moving to Warner Brothers. So he moved to Warner Brothers at 30 th- in 33, like less than a year later. So he was 18 years old being the head costume designer of Warner Brothers. Wow. I mean, that is fucking like, damn. No wonder he was there for so long because that was I was barely holding it really together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I, anytime, dude. How many times have we read these stories about any of these people? Right? We were like, where were we at 22? Oh, not doing this. Right. <laughs> not on our exactly. eighth movie. You know? I mean, <laughs> like, that's crazy. That, could you, wait, could you imagine, though? So he was designing, he designed Captain Blood in 35, and that was only three years after. He was 20 years old doing Captain Blood. Could you imagine being Olivia de Havilland and being like, this 20-year-old who's basically her age... 
Honestly, design maybe she connected it, guess, with him. Maybe, maybe that was actually yeah. a good thing because, you know, I, I often think of like Edith Head and how this idea that you had to kind of be this broker between yeah. the director and the lead. So, you know, maybe in some ways um, the fact that he was this, you know, who he was, it maybe was great for her to connect with him on that way, yeah, you know, perhaps. or maybe with a lot of women, actually. Think about all the other young women at Warner Brothers that would have probably yeah. uh, enjoyed working with him and maybe um, he would have been a good ambassador Contem- sort yeah. of you know what i mean and like more of a um, contemporary than like some person exactly to, like, yeah. and, and probably another reason why it was that he was there for what 25 years but yeah he left so, in 52 so he, yeah. so he was there for almost 20 years that was his everything so like yeah. imagine like again starting a job like at like at a disney or a pixar at 17 and having Jesus. that job for 25 years that's I I just I'd never known about that I'm so glad that I read that in this book because I'm like that really like that's kind of that's that's amazing like good well it just you know that just is so Warner Brothers because they were just scrappy as fuck and the fact that like to me like that just sounds so scrappy and I love it I just and that was the sort of story with this movie too it was like they ended up at the 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 they wanted they ended up it was the most expensive movie made at the at the time, so it ended up, but it also Believe made it. back in all of it. It made back its money like exponentially. Like, oh, it, uh, can it you was imagine? Like, the I mean, biggest and this story, like year. in the in the depression, like imagine mm-hmm. growing up and being in the depression at that time. This story would have resonated so much of this yes. high, like the idea of like this working man rising up against the rich and mm-hmm. i mean yeah please, 38 just, yeah and it's full fantasy you know yeah. it's like and it, also too it's, it's an american tale told about but takes place in england right british actors <laughs> and think it's also like um a year before this is a year before um wizard of oz came out too right so exactly. like this and mm-hmm. the technicolor is so vivid and bright in this movie you're just like it's nuts like it's literally it's like a like, crisp ripe apple You're yes just like, it's yes. so good <laughs> it's so good it's really quite Juicy. it's quite beautiful like it would have been a phenomenon to see this movie like on oh. the big screen like and I, what could, I could imagine thing imagine being a kid like you're born yeah. in like the 20 you're like 10 11 years old and you go see this like this already working just... you know already working 12 hours a day right exactly <laughs> no. you know you saved your pennies mills. to make a whole nickel so you could go to the de- you know <laughs> like i mean this would have been so good and then yes. only to like you know maybe later on if you get to live through that you got to see it again on television and that would have also ruled yes <laughs> so yeah i mean goodness gracious. it's a great no it's a really good movie i i love it um yeah i realized too because it's i think again i i I haven't seen every single errol flynn movie but this mm-hmm. to me is my favorite errol flynn movie and um but i realized that it's like it's you know it's like oh errol flynn. no he's yeah we all know he's kind of a nasty person yeah, we got <laughs> I, yeah, but we i love the character it, like. of robin hood i really it's not it's not about the actor it's about the story yeah and that's the thing is i I love all the characters of was, all of just the the band of merry men. Yes, and exactly. that includes Marion too, and yeah, so and her, and her super sweet nurse. Um, mm-hmm. But like they're all just there, like doing the right thing, and and uh, it's just it's and of course it's fantasy, but it's still really great. And I think it's a I I really like watching this again. I was like, yep, this holds up. So glad. Like if I you know. That I would recommend this for kids. Like, watch this as a kid. Dude, oh this is God, a double yeah. feature. You could watch this and like put the Disney one on after, and they'd be like, "Whoa, what?" Because yeah, they, you know, it, it, even children can see that this is shot for shot. The same thing. Exactly. 
down exactly. to the wimple. <laughs> down to the wimple, baby. Um, and no, and no armhole, no armhole seams at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everything's painted on. It's great. It was. It's wonderful. Oh, um, I. It's really dreamy. Anyway, uh, who, who's dreamy? <laughs> oh, the rabbit is really dreamy. Oh, the yeah. fox one is good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I don't know why. He just, he just is. Nice. No, he really is. But I also love that they brought brought Baloo back as little John. So he's like yes. from the Jungle Book. Like he was so good. And well, this, see, like this. here's the and other thing also about that back, characters too. Yeah. Like the, the idea that like first of all, little John also easy to have a crush on that on that character too mm-hmm. because he's yeah. the bigger dude and <laughs> he's also like badass as fuck. And there's always like you know they're always trying to like make fun. Like it's it's also this sort of like multiple representation of people of like different sizes and backgrounds who all are kind of badass and can fight yes. and like come together for this thing and it's really great and they're kind of like they're like a family it's awesome I, love I also love that there's the I love the dynamic between Lil John and Friar Tuck because this oh my one God, has like because they they could they clearly are like on the same side but they're also yes. like fuck you die like, yes, like, it's like I love that where they're just like oh maybe they'll you know maybe you'll lose some weight like at the end when they're marching and he's like maybe you'll lose some weight when you're marching and they're like maybe a set maybe the maybe a norman will like cut you down to size <laughs> like they hate each other so much i love it he's like maybe you can shut the fuck up yeah it's like, it's like how about you eat a dick yeah <laughs> okay oh, but that yeah. was like my it's favorite great. my favorite classic the, yeah the, movie. It, like, exactly oh, it's so good God. it's magic you know <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I can go through the storyline yeah, really quickly yeah, on this one. Sure. Um, I didn't write it down because we all know this one back about backwards exactly. and forwards because it really is the, you know, easy peasy, fresh and breezy, um, you know, Robin Hood we all know. So, yes. I mean, you got... <laughs> You got, um, you got, uh, Queen King Richard's going off to the Crusades because he wants mm-hmm. to find, he wants, he wants to protect the Holy Land, and he leaves, um, he leaves Prince John behind in his stead, but he doesn't trust Prince John, so he leaves another guy, sort of like running the show. But mm-hmm. Prince John's like back queen to that guy, and so he's like kind of running the show with his sheriff of Nottingham, um, who is Sir Guy of Gisborne, played by mm-hmm. Basil Rathbone. So Claude reigns in his cute little wig, play, um, as Prince. <laughs> John is like running amok. So meanwhile, um, they so uh, Sir J- Guy of Gisborne is out, and this guy, um, this dude, ends up killing um, a deer, and that, and then Robin Hood comes to protect him, played by Errol Flynn, and that's when the first time you see Robin Hood, and you're like, oh, girl, and his legs. He's legs. And he's holding that deer and he's like, sup. And you're like, yo. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Robin Hood's like, yeah, no, you ain't going to kill. You ain't going to put this guy to death for the killing the deer because guess what? I killed the deer. No, no, he didn't. But he's taking the rap for it. Yep. And then he like threatens um, Mr. Guy of Gils- Gisborne with his bow and Guy- Gisborne's like, no dog. And he like runs away. And then back at the back at the castle with um, the sheriff, the sheriff, Gisborne and you got Prince John sitting right next to Maid Marian looking fabulous and um, they're like having a dinner and stuff and they're just like oh yeah we're like totally ruling this shit so they're the Normans and the Saxons are the bad or is the Robin Hood side right 
Is that uh, correct? Yeah, kind of. Anyway, one of the sides is the the side that they don't want to be on. And, yeah. yeah, I think Norman, because I think she refers to um, uh, Basil as a Norman. And she's like, what more do you need to like somebody? Um, yeah. So then they're like feasting and stuff. And they're just like, oh, we got to tax everybody. And then they're like, well, this guy Robin Hood's giving us some issues. And then Robin Hood busts in with a deer on his back. And he's like, I came to return your deer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And he plops it down the table. <laughs> and then he like makes a proclamation that he's like, you're not the true king. He's like, I'm, and he's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight you to the death and blah, 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 blah. And then, so the, um, then they all attack him, but then he manages to escape and he gets back into the, um, he gets back into his, the Sherwood forest and he's, um, you know, living his life with Will Scarlet. And then they come across, um, they come and meet Little John. Little John's like, "Oh, we got to fight." And then, then he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't know you were Robin Hood. Now I'm on your side." And then they're like, "Okay, that's cool." And then, um, flash forward to their um, Prince John is like, "I'm taxing everybody for a lot of money and a lot of goods." Okay, <laughs> he's like, "That's my new policy. Get on board." So there's this whole like montage sequence of like them yes. taxing people and taking all this stuff. And then, um, but pr- there's all these. Um, times that Robin Hood's like foiling it too, so which is like, actually pew, really pew, nice. Pew, 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 arrow, arrow, arrow. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Lots of pew pews. Um, and then, um, so then for some reason, uh, Gisborne and Maid Marian are out in the forest, and he's like escorting her somewhere. I think they're going back to London. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but then, so that's when. Um, Robin Hood and his merry men like kind of surround them all and like put this big old trap and they get him and then they take everything that they have all the money oh because he they were raising taxes for the ransom to get for the ransom that um this Prince John was not going to use to free his brother yes King I want to call him King Arthur it's King Richard King Richard Um, King Arthur (laughs) there's a lot of overlap (laughs) Um, so they they rob them and they steal everything but then they hold them hostage for a little while and then there's like kind of a meet cute between Robin Hood and Maid Marian and they're kind of like you know they're vibing they're feeling things you know Maid Marian's kind of catching the feels for Robin and he's like oh we're doing the right thing and she they basically he lays out what his whole mission statement is and she's like okay okay I'm digging your TED talk and um then he lets them go he lets he lets maid marion go they escort her back and then they escort they let um guy of gisborne and his buddy go but they're all in like um they're all in rags and stuff so he sends them back to Prince John in rags and Prince John's like, um, you didn't arrest Robin Hood. And um, no, Gisborne's like, dude, look at me. I'm, on, I'm in rags. Like, what do you want? <laughs> um, we were surrounded. They took all of our weapons. They took all of our money. Um, so then um, sheriff, the sheriff, High Sheriff Nottingham, played by Mel, Melville Cooper, who is not Guy of Gisborne. So there's two different people. They kind of merged that character together in the, a little in bit. the, um, in the Disney version. Yes. So um, the sheriff is a little bit more goofy in this one, which is kind of fun. And uh, he's like, hey, you know what we could do? We could set a trap for Robin Hood. We're never going to be able to catch him on his own. So what do we have an archery contest? Sound familiar? Maybe in a few yep. years, Disney will do this. Yep. And then they're like, okay. So then they're like, we'll 
give a golden arrow. Maybe Disney will do this as the prize, <laughs> and then we'll have Maid Marian give it to him. So, um, and maybe, you, uh, and maybe Robin Hood will shoot the arrow, the other arrow in half. Yeah, <laughs> maybe his, he'll like split arrow. the arrow in half, <laughs> and maybe Disney will do this to a down years from now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they, so um, everyone, so they're just like, okay, this is actually a good idea. So then they do have this big this big party and this big competition. And of course, Robin Hood's like, well, I can't not be the best archer in the, in the land. So he goes in disguise and he eventually does win by splitting the arrow in half of the guy who, who was proclaimed the winner before. So, um, he goes and he, to get his, to get his prized golden arrow, um, which was recycled in the Disney version and um, <laughs> made Marion's made Marion's like, don't do it. Go buddy run. And then they end up capturing him and then they put him in the dungeon. This is when Maid Marian um, is like, Bess, you know the boo, you know Robin Hood's buddies. And she's like, No, I don't. And then she's like, Yeah, you do. And she's like, Yeah, I do. So <laughs> they, uh, she goes and finds the, the Robin Hood crew. And she's like, Yo, we, I can conspire with you and we can free Robin before he gets hanged and killed. And then they're like, Okay, cool. And then so they divide, they hatch a plan. And right before he's on, he gets sent to the gallows, they like, arrow pew pew everybody and then he gets free on the back of his horse and they, they run away and it's like it's a whole fun chase sequence yes. and um, then they end up back in the forest and they're doing their thing um, and oh no wait so they're back at the he escapes but that night he goes back and he sees um he sees Maid Marian. So Robin like climbs up into Maid right. Marian's and place. And they have their Romeo and Juliet yeah. moment. And he's like, he's like, give me some of that sweet pea. And um, they're in love and stuff. So, um, <laughs> and then later that day, there's, um, there's a, there's, um, anyway, so they're in love. And um, <laughs> I'm doing a great job. <laughs> And then there's like this bishop who's kind of conspiring with, Le- yeah. So there's this bishop who's conspiring with Prince John, right? And he's like in a, um, he's in this, uh, this tavern, and he's been traveling. And he's like, "Ooh, girl, I'm so tired." But then there's like kind of this gaggle of dudes, like in these like in big cloaks and stuff. They seem kind of suspect, and he's paying it close attention, and they're talking and stuff. And he's mentioning they overhear. He overhears them men- call the dude sire, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's um King Richard the Lionheart. He's in town." So there's there he goes back, and he tells Prince John that. Lionheart, the Richard's back in back in town, and um, John is like, "We need to kill him, so we got to send an assassin so that I can be the prince." And then, so uh, that's when they noticed too, when they're conspiring about that, they noticed that um, Marion's was kind of peeping, listening too. So they, um, Basil Rathbone goes to um, Maid Marion, and he's like, "You you freed, um, you've made it so that Robin Hood can go and run free." I should have wrote this down. No, um, that's okay. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Run with it. You're actually reminding me of the court jester. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah. shout out to the court jester who also did a lot of this almost shot for shot, <laughs> complete yes. with people in matching outfits. So. <laughs> complete with recycling yes. basil wrap um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also that. Yes. So he goes to Maid Marian and he's like, girl, I know what you did. We're arresting you. They put her in the dungeon. And then they go to... Um, then the um, somehow they find out that Richard's in town too. Oh, so oh wait, 
one of the, oh, right. So Bass goes and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there come on you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> feel like i'm on an episode of drunk history so Bess goes to the same bar where all the the merry men are hanging out and she's like dude you gotta save my boo my um my boo made marion because we're richard's in town all this stuff they're gonna go kill richard there's an assassin going so her boo um is like okay i'll go and then so he takes off and he got tries to track down the um the assassin and he does end up killing the assassin before you can get to Richard. And then Robin Hood finds, comes across a party of like five dudes, the same five dudes from the tavern, unbeknownst to him it's um, King Richard so he tries yes. to like he stops them and he tries to extort money out of them and they're like he's like well I'm you know he's like I'm on board with his Robin Hood guy and he's like oh cool well, why don't you come and have dinner with us and then so they go and have dinner he still doesn't know it's Richard and then um, Will Scarlet finds his friend who killed the uh, the assassin and he takes him back to the campment and then the dude's like Richard's in town we gotta figure we gotta find him and then so Robin Hood's like we got to find Richard the Lionheart. Everybody get, you know, places everybody. And then Richard the Lionheart does like a full fucking like Trans- drag race reveal. He's just like, oh, transformation. like throws off that, throws off that um, cape. And he's like, yes, girl, it's me. <laughs> Richard the Lionheart. The Lionheart. <laughs> he's like, and then he death drops for no reason, which, they did, <laughs> which they did not use in the Disney version. <laughs> a fan came out of nowhere. He's like, brap. exactly um so and he's like and um and then then robin hood's like "Ooh, girl and then so they hatch a plan they're like okay well if prince john's gonna try and take the throne and then also kill may mary and then we're gonna have to go like we're gonna have to go retake the throne so they go they find the 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 bishop who um narked on him and then they march, they kind of do like a big procession up to the, the like the, the coronation church. And then when they get to the coronation, um, you know, because the costume was already made and he had to use it more than once, King Richard rips off his cape again and he's like, yes, girl, it's me, Richard the Lionheart. And little Prince John is like, oh, Shantae, you stay. <laughs> You've already done had herses. So... <laughs> So then a big, huge fight breaks out and like everyone's like sword fighting. And then there's like a huge sword fight between like a duel between um, Robin Hood and uh, Gisborne, which is really quite Welsh. Yeah, really it's, awesome. It's and all, amazingly it, everybody's shot. Everybody's had, had done a version of this. You know what I so mean? So good. It's, it's so good. So good. Um, and then he ends up killing him and then they all end up. Um, so then it's basically... King Richard the Heart wins. Shantae, you stay. And then they, um, and then, then he goes and he frees Marion and he's like, uh, Richard the Lionheart's like, oh, I'm going to make you a duke or an earl or something. That way you can marry Marion. He's like, yes, queen. So then they all, then him and Marion <laughs> off into the sunset and Richard's back on the throne. The, the end. end. <laughs> I did a great um, That was the best recap ever. I don't know. I, you know, that's how I, mean, I feel. We do our best, right? I'm you like sweating right now. I have like so much exertion Ooh. just to say all of that. That was, Ooh, girl, that was cinematic. Take <laughs> oh, take this off. Okay. Um, so Kathleen, um, <laughs> what are your, what are your favorite looks from the movie? Um, let's see. Well, um, I think, 
I guess I'll I'll go with um what my first one, my number one look is obviously Robin Hood. I I love oh, yeah. it. I love him like the green on green. I love the little hat. I just love it all. <laughs> uh his like, little pheasant like said, feathers sticking Robin out. Robin I'm not gonna say I'm just like, it's probably a thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, he's just great. And then um so I, I love that and again I just uh, Aeroflind, I he's my it's my favorite. He's never looked so handsome, and like he's he's kind of got that whole devil may care kind of slightly mm-hmm. Douglas Fairbanks to him, but also like there's that flashes of like when when he's got those moments he's got to like do the right thing, you know. He's yeah. like real serious about it, and it works. And his chemistry with Olivia De Havilland feels really good and natural and not creepy, and that's nice. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just have really like I. I love that. And then, um, of course, her, her looks. It's not like there's a ton of looks, um, but I, I really She's love... She's got a good amount. She's got a good amount. I think my favorite one is, um, as far as like her few dresses that she has, is the one at the end that I was saying is, I love that shot where you know, she's sort of being put on trial and Mm -hmm. it's this beautiful silver gray. And I love that, um, you know, it's like medieval meets 1930s because that whole upper bodice is probably completely cut on the bias and it has the tiniest of little cow necklines, the tiny Mm -hmm. little cow. And then she's got the wimple coming out from underneath it. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know what fabric it's made out of, but it just, it captures the silhouette beautifully and it, and it just lays across her face and frames her face gorgeously and she looks like a um a fable like like yeah. you know those legends and fables of like uh you know they they're um you're just trying to ma- sort of maximize the ideal beauty um kind of f- silhouettes or features or whatever and um but yeah i just love that and i love that that's my favorite dress that they have her in um just because it's it's kind of mythic look she's just yeah. beautiful and she's and this, she's like, such a fantastic actress like, like she's yeah. young but she holds herself with such um adult presence and mm-hmm. she's just really strong but also very uh she's like strong but fair you know yes. <laughs> and uh and i love it so yeah that i guess those are my kind of my my two that one's got some beautiful like trim over like the sleeves almost in, like a spiral Ugh. and, it's and got, when like, she's that standing like... there she almost looks like that's the thing is when she's standing in that way and they first do that shot it almost looks like her shoulders are hunched over like she's almost standing there look look it looks almost looks like her she has super long arms that are like pleating outwards yeah and 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 then you don't even see her arms at first they're so hidden but just the way she's standing and the sil- the overall silhouette of the dress it's like you can see like um, it's almost like a sad frown mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just oh it's so good and then she starts moving and and then they do that close-up shot where you can see the cow neck with her face it's just Wow, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah but uh that's that's my favorite but how about you like what's what's um, yours? I loved, um, I honestly loved everything that uh, Basil Rathbone wore. Like, mm. he had some good looks. Like, in the beginning. Yes, like, talk about the, the men's uh, shit. Like, yes. please. Like, so, the like, men's stuff he, was more, more important. Oh, my honestly. God. What he was wearing during the um, first, uh, like, the, he has so many good ones. He has this yes. really beautiful green one that he wears in the beginning that's, like, green and gold. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, Stunning. And it's got, like, a cape with, like, jewels and stuff on it, which is fantastic. And that 
thing that he wears during the, the archery competition is quite gorgeous right? too. Like I know. It's got like layers upon layers. Let's and face like it. All he these, got like, more looks than Babe Marion. Okay. You mm, <laughs> sure do. Um, he got some shot. good looks. I mean, good stuff. And then when he's in the final scenes when he's like fighting, he's got this mm-hmm. beautiful like applique tunic with like so many different colors on it. That's so fantastic. And also like even uh, too what um, Claude, what Prince John had too. Oh, he yeah. had several looks as well that were really cool but they were like kind of a little bit more kind of like cheeky in a way like he had a little bit more kind of like flamboyant um, if like you will gave him a little bit more flamboyant you know he was very a little bit more like you know he was you know ah, i am the king <laughs> yes he's like me um yeah so he's definitely like trying to live his best life so there's definitely there's so much to look at in this movie that is just mm-hmm. Like a lot to see and wonderful stuff. So definitely check it out and pay attention to the, what the guys are wearing as well. I think that this has got, because they had cast of thousands as well. I think they did a really good job of dressing the extras. Oh, too. fantastic. They did a fantastic job with everybody in the background and all these, like the, the way that they did the rags and stuff and the way that they made people look like they, you know, they did look poor, but they also still looked glamorous. In of a course. Way, like with, MGM you know, kind, of, kind of level. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, the, like the Warner Brothers really stepped up its pussy and did like a really good version <laughs> of like sort of like As it you were. know that, yeah you know keeping with the theme of the, the episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's I mean I loved like even even Robin Hood's outfit too, his like tunic and stuff. He changed throughout the mo- yes. the movie. Like it it's wasn't subtle, the same yep. tunic mm-hmm. every single time. There was like one that had a little bit more bedazzling on the sleeve and then one with a little with no bedazzling yep. on the sleeve. And then there was like, you know, one that was brown with the green underneath and then there's one with the green and it was like, you know, with the tan underneath. Like mm-hmm. he had he had some like, you know, they didn't just put him in a stock outfit and just like send him out there. So No. I mean, no, they it was did really some good. really good thinking. Um, also, too, I really want to like highly um, pay attention to what um, Olivia de Havilland wears in her first in the first scene that she's in because that thing knocked my socks clean off. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was so pretty. It's a showstopper. Like, fabric yeah. was just that fabric with the folkloric floral, mm-hmm. like super tight floral pattern. I was just like, oh my god! Like yep. I want. I really, I hate to admit it, but I really would love like an ottoman in that pattern because it's such a beautiful like and like it's fabric for that. Yeah. But it feels like something you don't see anymore. It just of course. Like, well, it, it, let's face it, it probably isn't um, because yeah. it was very yeah. Germanic and like inspired. And I think yeah, it was quite the look. Yeah. Um, not to pick at old wounds, Kathleen, but I would like to know if you about your close call with a Milo Anderson sketch. Oh, from this well, movie. you mean um, the like of all the things that I didn't buy, I didn't buy um, the one of the original uh, costume illustrations of Olivia de Havilland in, I believe, the dress I was talking about. I yeah, know. it kind of bums me out. That uh, I was like, it bums oh, me God. out so much. It bums I'm me like, out. To it's this very very day. <laughs> much yes <laughs> well i mean hopefully one day maybe we'll be re- reunited with that you know i i don't know i mean that's the thing is like so f- funny story guys a few years ago when i was living in oregon and i went up to astoria uh found uh 
uh, I found an original Milo Anderson sketch from this um, movie, uh, went back to go buy it and uh, missed it by, I think, a couple weeks. <laughs> um, but on the plus side, I was able to get, um, I guess, that the person who sold that had a few Milo Anderson illustrations. I don't know how, why, how they ended up there, but um, I was able to buy one. So I technically do have a uh, a Milo Anderson costume sketch. I don't know what it's for. It's like, I, I call it my mystery Milo because um, <laughs> I really don't know what it's for. It's clearly from the 1930s, probably around that time. Um, but I don't, but I don't even know if maybe he did it because, you know, maybe it's an Edith head thing where like different sketch artists yeah, did it. Have, I really don't been. know. You know, there's another person's name on it. Um, it's sort of, it's, it's kind of fun, but hopefully I, I would love to one day, maybe hopefully be able to find out the story behind that. And maybe you and me can do a little deeper dive on Mr. Milo, Milo, Milo Anderson, because I know that I think he's somebody that, uh, resonates with you and me both of just being so yeah. young and being so talented and um you know uh it, it'd be interesting and then knowing that they're up against such heavy hitters like an edith head or like an adrian where they well, have like where, adrian, they're, yeah. where they're such fucking players they're such yeah. you know in a way like kind of corporate players and here's this mm -hmm. young kid coming in you know zach posing his way through things <laughs> and you know like what was that like so yeah. it would be really interesting to you know maybe i would love to, to find out more, more. Him, yeah actually. for sure yeah. and then being huh. there so long and like what that must have been like leaving there i mean yeah it, it's it's good but um but yeah so sorry but that's like a crazy little side note but yes i almost almost could have owned I, um yeah. an illustration from this and uh, also, fun fact, uh, one of the few movies where uh, one of the people in it is still alive. Olivia de Havilland yes, is still right. alive. So I would She's have actually, I had the chance to own a fucking costume illustration from one of my favorite movies of all time of a woman who's still alive. But it didn't happen. It's fine. Things yeah. don't always happen. You know what? According to Everything plan. happens for a reason. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that sketch was cursed. And the person who owns it now oh, good point. is haunted buy something well i don't <laughs> wish that that's terrible um so that let's just say that let's just say it's haunted and the person is dealing with yikes. a lot of things right now <laughs> well well i will i will try to end that on a positive note i was able to i found this for free on daily motion uh i don't know oh. if it's the same quality that's on uh tcm right now but it was super mm -hmm. clear and really great I, yeah. um but yeah so if you like this is definitely one of those movies that you can um find for free guys like you don't have to buy it yep. but it's it's and it's highly recommend you know please so please good. give it a give it a watch um of course especially yeah. if you've ever watched robin hood you're gonna be like the actual sorry when i say robin i mean obviously the disney one you're gonna be like oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> exactly so it's gonna it'll be fun it'll be fun yes. <laughs> goodness um yeah so i mean great movie fantastic watch we really yeah. had a good time with this one yeah for sure do is there anything else we had to talk about before we mosey on out of this uh, uh, we shuffle off this mortal coil <laughs> I, don't know, I guess i don't know i'm about to work on another hundred masks so we'll see how that goes Boot, toot, oh, okay. toot. Toot, toot. Everybody wear your mask, um, y'all. There you go. Get yes. out there and um, sew. I've been hearing some really great stories of people who have picked up sewing just to do stuff like this. So I think that's really great as somebody who loves to sew. Um, mm -hmm. I love hearing any stories of people getting inspired to do so. So get out there and, and uh, or, you know, if you're 
hey, you know, the store is not being uh, open and thrift stores and all that. Like if you learn how to sew because you want to repurpose the clothes you have or do a little mending, like now's mm-hmm. the time and um, yeah. have these old movies on for a little bit of glamour and inspiration on those fits and um, what to do. So yeah, that's that's yeah. that's my two cents. That's there you all. go. <laughs> Well, you can always stay in touch with us over on the social meds, um, Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram and Facebook, OHR Podcast on Twitter. You can email us all your thoughts and prayers at oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com. You can also join us over on Facebook. We have a Facebook group for listeners of the podcast and fans of old movies, OHR Podcast Darlings, D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S. And um, you can join people over there sharing what they're watching and their experience is really fun. Um, And thank you to Hal Lublin for his vocal talents at the top of the podcast, keeping us sounding fresh and profesh. Um, If you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe over on iTunes, it'd be really great. Helps us with visibility. And visibility is important. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of those five star um, reviews, um, and we appreciate them. And after, and uh, thanks for listening to O H R. Bye. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs>